Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we will be discussing emotional and social intelligence and how this knowledge can enhance your life. Emotional and social intelligence, or ESI, refers to the competencies linked to self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management, which enable people to understand and manage their own and others' emotions and social interactions. How can you increase your emotional strength and resilience? Rachel, how would you answer this? I really like this topic. Um, This is a skill that I have been working on for a long time, and I think that all of us work on it for most of our lives, right? Um, And my greatest weakness that caused me the most um, emotional turmoil or what have you was my tendency to take things personally, even when they weren't personal at all. And I'm not just talking about um, my peers or other people um, not doing something I wanted them to do or anything. But if, if anything in my life went wrong that I had no control over and had nothing to do with me, I would still feel like it was a personal attack on me, even when cerebrally I knew that this has nothing to do with me. The fact that there's slow traffic today is, does not mean that the universe is conspiring against me to keep me from getting to wherever I need to be on time. But I would still just take a really hard emotional hit every time something went wrong. And so something that I've been working on doing is understanding that these things aren't personal. So with things like bad traffic or whatever, that's that's something that's been pretty easy to um, internalize as not having anything to do with me. But if, um, if I'm leading a particular uh, group or activity, if it doesn't go well or if not everyone is enjoying themselves, um, I take it really personally. Um, and I had the advice um, from a mentor of mine that basically said, you're an amazing leader. Um, you are wonderful at everything you do basically I mean she didn't quite say that but you give it your best no matter what and you have to let things go and so I've been trying to live by that but on the other hand something that is going to really raise your your emotional strength and resilience is just even acknowledging your feelings so people have this idea that emotional strength means not not having emotional vulnerabilities or breakdowns but that's not really the case You need to be able to experience these feelings and acknowledge them and maybe set them aside for a later date where you can delve into them. But if if something goes wrong and I feel poorly about it and I feel like I've disappointed myself or someone else, I have to give a chance for myself to say, I'm feeling disappointed and that's okay. That's normal and that's natural. Um, And just by giving yourself that, that room to feel, being kind to yourself, this way you're not going to beat yourself up for feeling bad about something that's gone wrong. So it, it takes at least one layer off of it. You're allowed to feel the things that you feel. Um, you just have to make sure that your response is appropriate. And if that means you need to give yourself a timeout, give yourself a timeout and that's okay. But I think perhaps my number one piece of advice is to give yourself credit for what you do accomplish. So I'll give an example. Last week, um, it wasn't last week. A couple of weeks ago, I had a lot of things to do for a big um, project that I had to finish. 
but I had been working on it for weeks and I was mentally and emotionally exhausted from it. And so for this particular week, I didn't get almost anything done, I felt like. But then I was telling my therapist about it and she asked me, well, why did you get done this week? And I said, well, I attended this training course and I attended a second training course and I've been thinking about this. And while I haven't really worked on this major project, I did get a, um, some smaller projects done. And she told me, Rachel, you got a lot done this week. You just didn't get what you wanted done, but you still did a lot of work. And so you need to learn to recognize the things that you accomplish and give yourself a pat on the back for them. Maybe you didn't do the thing that was at the top of your to-do list, but you still did a lot of great things. And even if the greatest thing you did that day was make yourself a sandwich, you deserve some credit for that and acknowledge that and be proud of yourself for overcoming whatever obstacle it was that allowed you to do it. So those, I guess, would be my top three tips for increasing your emotional strength and resilience. Lynn, do you have any tips to add? I do. And uh, those are all wonderful tips. I have one tip to add that works for me. So while not dwelling on it, I will consider and think through a worst case scenario. You know, how will I face the challenges? How will I overcome and move past them? Really examining my fears um, gives me a way to ground myself. And by acknowledging my feelings, I'm empowering myself to be more proactive, planning how I can minimize the impact. Um, I'm, I'm a big planner. <laughs> I'm really into planning. And if in fact this scenario ever were to become a reality, then I'm going to be prepared for it. So everyone I work with and am close to, they've heard me say this. They're, they're all going to nod their head. What's the worst thing that can happen? And that is really something that's almost like a mantra. And I, I think about what's the worst thing that can happen? And it makes me feel that I can vanquish anything when I face my fears and I call them out. I recognize them for what they have. I take away their power and it gives me the emotional strength and the resilience um, to, to call the shots. So that's my number one tip. How about you, Tina? Well, I like that. And and you're right. It, it is good to to be prepared for that. And uh, and it never is going to be as awful as we as we might imagine something is going to be. Uh, yeah, I believe that emotional and social intelligence is is innate. Um, we hone these skills by learning to have empathy for others. We hone our skills by being aware of our surroundings and and uh, and working with others. And I think effective relationships have components of of all of these things. Um, I, I have a very bad habit of thinking that I have larger shoulders than anybody else. And so if there's uh, something negative going on that, that I think that I take responsibility for that, I think that's a little bit, Rachel, what you, uh, what you were alluding to. And, you know, when we do that, we're, we're not giving other people their, their, their well due in, uh, in able to uh, take responsibility for themselves. We are not in control of everything. What we are in control of is ourselves and, and uh, our approach. And I think for, for me to to keep that in mind, that I'm always honing my skills of learning and listening to others. Uh, and that's how I, I keep my strength. Those are some wonderful insights and tips. Thank you. What are some of the tools that enable you to better understand and manage your social interactions? Lynn? 
I've got three words for you. Kindness, compassion, and respect. I truly believe that when you treat others the way you want to be treated, you're going to feel this surge of grace. It, it's so powerful. It changes your perspective and provides an, an avenue to feel empathy. When you choose kindness, everyone around you is positively impacted. The generosity of spirit is contagious. Um, I think about the movie, That's What I Am, and the Ed Harris character writes out compassion plus human dignity equals peace. This was so profound um, for me. It just, it hit this chord and I'll, I'll never forget it. I passionately encourage everyone to think about this and to think about what he wrote on the chalkboard in that movie. And when you put this into action, your soul just takes off. It's really a very simple tool to exercise random actions of kindness every day. It's easy and it will rock your world. Uh, Tina, what would you, what, what are your, what's your take on, on the tools? I'd actually add, add uh, a couple more to, to your list. One is, is the art of listening. I think that um, it's something that, that gets lost sometimes in all of our, the noise that's going on is to, to really listen and listen to others and listen well. Um, and respect, kindness and respect. Uh, easy to say, not always easy to do, but if we have a respect for ourselves and a respect for others, um, we can build trust. And if we have build, if we have trust, we can can um, address any type of conflict resolution. We can address any type of uh, difficulties in in managing relationships. But uh, I like I like the those that you listed, Lynn. But I would add uh, to listen and uh, and respect, Rachel. I actually took this question uh, slightly differently from you, Tina and Lynn. Um, so the where I came from this is that my assumption was that everyone did already have kindness and respect, which are great tips and great foundations. But my um, understanding of this question is when you just can't seem to groove with particular people or how to learn how to to jive um, sometimes we have a hard time just connecting with people or on reading people for example so these are my tips for helping you um, strengthen those relationships and and be a better a better friend or peer so I think Tina is absolutely right. My first tip is to listen. Um, listen to what they're saying. Listen to the way that they're saying it. Try to understand the mood that they're in, what kind of feedback they're looking for, what kind of response they're looking for. Sometimes when somebody tells you some terrible news, they want you to joke with them about it to help them feel better. Sometimes they want you to sympathize with them. Sometimes they want you to just sit quietly with them. And you have to listen to try to get that. But not all of us can pick it up right away. Um, for some of us, this is very difficult. So if you're really unsure of what to do in a particular social situation, the way somebody wants you to react, um, you might have to just ask, and that's perfectly okay. 
if somebody tells you something and you're not sure what you want, they want you to do about it, you say, hey, um, I'm very supportive of you and I, I understand that this is important to you. What would you like from me? And they'll appreciate your honesty and they'll appreciate your, your earnest attempt to discover what you can best do to help. So that's, that's a good key. And if, and if you get a particular tip and, you know, they say, well, you know, I don't really like it when you make sarcastic jokes about um, certain things, that's a good piece of feedback. And it's your job to remember that and try to implement that when you interact with them. And if you forget, if you slip up, then apologize and say, I'm continuing to work on it and I'm continuing to try. And that'll, that'll help show that you really value your relationship with that person and that you're willing to to adjust your behavior to better to better groove with them so those are my tips those are all excellent tools and i appreciate the diversity of perspectives now what are some of the ways that emotional and social intelligence enhance your life tina would you like to share first sure um <laughs> That's it, actually everything about how we interact with folks, right? It, it's you know, the ability to keep myself in check and to watch how I'm reacting and and how I'm how well I'm listening and how well um, I am being respectful and kind. Uh, it builds my flexibility uh, to be able to to pivot in in situations if I am listening and I'm able to pick up on uh, what others uh, may be sensing or or I might be able to um, if I'm if I'm really in check here I'm I'm understanding and I'm watching and listening for cues from other people to be sure if there's a need to um, to elaborate on a on a on a concept or on a point or just pick up the fact that perhaps someone uh, needs a little a little extra a little extra time on something uh, it creates positivity in my life uh, and and enhances and strengthens the relationships that I have Rachel, how about you? So I mentioned earlier that this is a skill that I've been working on for a long time. And um, the reason I started working on it is because I had a breakdown in, um, in my emotions at a particular point in my life and I had to work myself back up. And um, during this process, I've been learning my emotional and social intelligence skills and it's helped me in amazing ways. So first of all, it's taught me to be kind to myself and give myself credit, which I've mentioned before. But noticing and understanding my own feelings and and acknowledging myself has allowed me to to minimize my stress and my anxiety and my anger. Um, something I found was that I was quite an angry person, but I never expressed it to anyone. I didn't even scream into pillows. I was just inwardly angry a lot of the time. So emotional intelligence allowed me to just acknowledge that I was angry and what I was angry about, and that gave me the opportunity to fix it. The social skills that I um, developed not only helped me become a better friend and ha have better relationships, but they helped me stand up for myself even. So I had a particular relationship with a family member um, that was causing me a lot of anger. And I had to have a an earnest conversation with her and I had to have it more than once because I knew what I wanted, but I was having a hard time getting that through to her. And so I had the emotional and social intelligence to 
to be able to withstand that conversation several times to word it different ways and to get that message through and i was able to foster a much stronger relationship with this family member and i'm very happy that i did it's brought me a lot of peace lynn how has it helped you yeah you know definitely by giving me a more positive outlook and uh, you know it makes me feel like kim possible that i can do anything so i think for everyone to remember this if you act negative you can't expect a positive result. You know, your mindset correlates to your actions, conscious and unconscious. And I think both you, Rachel, and Tina have been talking to this. Um, we've already talked about being kind, thoughtful, and supportive. Um, for me, that makes me happier. It just makes me feel good. Um, when I pay attention to the verbal and nonverbal cl clues, I'm truly present for my friends and family. Um, it brings us closer um, to share our thoughts, concerns, and joys, and to Rachel's point, to have those conversations that need to be had. I believe that emotional and social intelligence are the core foundation of all of my relationships, um, relationships that will last a lifetime. Thank you. We have just one more question, and it comes from Dana in Lynchburg, Virginia. Dana asks, my friends have told me that I often seem uncaring and insensitive. I don't understand how I'm getting it so wrong. What are some ways I can improve my social skills and be more supportive of my friends? Rachel, how would you help Dana? Dana, I've been in exactly your position. Um, I have discovered that I have a sense of humor that not everyone appreciates, but more specifically, there's one particular instance i have um a best friend many of us do and i have a best friend and i nearly lost her she was going through a difficult time um but i didn't understand why she was so upset about it so in this particular case her boyfriend was uh had gone to another country for several months and i didn't understand why she was so upset about it and I was like you can still talk call him and talk to him every day and i was not sympathetic or understanding to her and that created a wedge between us that I didn't even realize was there until I started to really need her because I had my own um, major life events that I needed emotional support for. And but by that point, she was already angry with me and I hadn't, hadn't even noticed. So she wasn't there for me. And so I became angry with her. And eventually what I did and what I'm encouraging you to do, Dana, is I asked her, I said, you know, you're my best friend in the world and I don't understand why we're not connecting anymore. And it was a long and tearful conversation, but it made it better. She explained to me why she was so angry with me. And I, I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that it was that bad for you. I didn't realize that you were as upset as you were, even though you had told me I wasn't really listening. So at that point, I learned to change my behavior, to be more sympathetic and more understanding of her her needs and the needs of everyone around me. And I worked to change my behavior. I clarified to her what I meant, but I still tried to, to show what I meant in a way that she could understand. And sometimes I mess up. Sometimes I still come across as insensitive and I apologize for it. And I let her know I'm still working for this because I value your friendship so much. So I apologize that I messed up and I will try not to do it in the future. So Dana, it's a difficult conversation to have and it can 
be emotional for a period, but you will be better for it. Your friendship will be better for it. So that's what I would encourage you to do. What would you do, Tina? Rachel, that's a great story. And um, I think you've, you've covered this topic in such a in such a personal way. It's so easy for us to get caught up in our own world that we just put our blinders on and go ahead and not thinking of, of how that impacts those that are closest to us, whether they be friends or our family. And uh, you're fortunate enough that your that your friend in this case didn't just write you off and and uh, and took the time to to heal that relationship and that you recognized it and were able to heal it um, I I so appreciate feedback from my friends and from my family and if I haven't heard from someone or if I'm not talking with them uh, there's something there's there's something missing and that's when i know that i have been too caught up uh and i, I want to stop have coffee or tea with them i want to talk on the phone get together in person and hear what their concerns are um, it is so fortunate to have a friend that lets you know that's a, a real friend that lets you know that hey this isn't okay. The way that you're treating me right now is not okay. You you're not listening to me. What's you're you are too focused on yourself. What a great friend to to have a stop and 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 pay attention and have that conversation. And I think that that's to show the appreciation of their feedback and trying to get back on track. Um, and it, I I think it's a a wonderful acknowledgement of of a friendship when um when you know anybody can get along whenever everything's fine but when there are disagreements or when one person is seems to be going off track it's such a wonderful connection uh with that person to when they pull you back in and say hey this this isn't working for me lynn yeah i i agree that it's obvious that dana has you have good intentions and Sometimes all of us, to Tina's point, that she just made get caught up in an event or series of activities, and we become my, myopic, and we're not in tune with our family and friends. My advice is really to make time and fully concentrate when you are with your friends, rather, um, whether it's in person or virtually. Don't allow interruption or distractions. Uh, that way you can understand, um, respond, and be aware of what your friends are both saying and not saying. Um, the, I think we've all agreed the gift of friendship is indispensable. Um, whether commiserating on challenges or celebrating the triumphs, you're on your way because you've you, you're listening. You've heard this. Um, you're recognizing and taking the steps to improve and that's your the biggest part of personal growth and uh, Dana you, you've got this thank you Rachel Tina and Lynn for sharing your advice I hope it helps Dana and others looking to improve their social skills and strengthen their relationships we want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, 
please email us at jointheconversation at petitedequeen.com.